a highlight on the treasure side of the three T's. Welcome, dear friends, to another episode of the Value for Value show. My name is Kyron, host of the Mere Mortals and Mere Mortals Book Review podcast, but I also run this one where I dive deep into other people's podcasts and see how they are implementing the Value for Value model. So in particular, the Value for Value model emphasizes the directness of peer-to-peer transactions between you and your audience via the content or for the content that you are creating. And I realize I've neglected for a long time why it is interesting that Bitcoin um, fits into this and why there is some value to Bitcoin. So today we are examining generational wealth with cryptocurrency. And this is by a guy called Macintosh. So I'm going to read directly his little bio here. The Generational Wealth with Cryptocurrency podcast is about how you can create long-term wealth by investing in cryptocurrencies. This podcast is for the beginner with no experience in the crypto or the person who is looking for a different perspective beyond day trading. And then in particular, if I go over to his website, he also has cryptocurrency is one of the great paradigm shifts of the 21st century. It will provide innovation as well as unparalleled life-changing opportunity to create wealth. This doesn't have to be done through highly stressful and potentially very risky day trading. Very good. I like to see that. Thoughtful investing in quality crypto with long-term potentially uh, can change your life as well as the financial future of your family. Join me on this journey. And then he's got another section here, how he's talking about how he started in 2014, uh, got slightly wrecked looking at you, Mount Gox, and to scams and hacks and whatnot, but uh, has made many mistakes over the years and wants to provide how he has uh, made some life-changing, I guess, generational wealth with, with cryptocurrencies. So that is all very good. He started the show about in August of 2021 and was doing a weekly show for a while, but I believe he's upped it to twice a week now and is getting close to 70 episodes. And the average length of it can kind of vary. It's usually around the 45 minutes, but sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. There's no um, direct, I suppose, of uh, format for what he will really uh, stick to. It's usually him just speaking as well. I believe I've seen one episode in that whole bunch where he had another guest on, but usually it is just him and he prepares and edits it a touch, but it is mostly free form. Um, that's not to say he doesn't have notes and things like that, but it is, uh, I suppose, not strictly structured to the exact detail and point he also for the sections that he has generally he'll have i guess news of the week um, talking about charts from the week as well so you know bitcoin (laughs) number went up number went down Uh, he'll generally have a particular topic and so i can just read out some of them here such as self-custody 101 or your right to financial privacy or what is the market doing bull bear cat Simple math and Bitcoin, is Bitcoin bad for the environment, etc., etc., etc. And then he'll also have a support section, a value for, a value pitch at the end. And yeah, that's, I suppose, the, the main things that he's got going on. So I'll play a little bit of a clip here, which is from his one of his recent episodes called It's a Delemeter. Uh, Dilemma. It's a dilemma, security, speed, and decentralization. And this is just right from the start, so you can get a feel for what his voice sounds like. It's August 29th, and this is episode 69 of Generational Wealth of Cryptocurrency. I'm your host, Macintosh. Today, we're going to be talking about 
the three-legged stool of the blockchain. Hey everyone, no one on this podcast is a financial advisor and all information presented on this podcast is for informational purposes. All right, let's jump on in. Hope everybody's had a good week. Um, I want to revisit the blockchain trilemma. This was um, popularized by Vitalik, who's creator of Ethereum. Um, And... He basically says that uh, there's three different challenges that you face when building a blockchain product, such as Bitcoin or Ethereum or any of these other products. And you really can't do all three super well. So you have to make compromises, in other words. And I've certainly seen products say, oh, we can do all all of these and And it invariably turns out that that's not true. So we will be talking about that tonight. We'll talk about the market. It has been a week, uh, a week where we've gone down quite consistently, unfortunately, uh, unless you're buying, uh, uh, which I certainly hope that you are. So that's a taste of the great Macintosh himself. And I'm going to add like a little bit of a personal part here just on what I thought of the the podcast in general, which was I generally agree with the fundamentals that he holds. So, for most of these things, it's kind of decentralization. This is critical above all else. Uh, diversity, sort of being a maxi is, is flirting with danger. If you're putting all your eggs in one basket, that is uh, quite risky behavior. Uh, reality, not everything can be done on one blockchain. So most of them have a particular thing they're trying to do. So Bitcoin, for example, is trying to be a currency and is only a currency. This is a, a point I kind of make a lot, which is although others might have aspects of currencies, the, the Bitcoin is really the only one which has the kind of fundamental values of, of what a, a currency is or the, the characteristics, I should maybe say. Uh, and then just in general, you know, DC Ang is your friend. Price de- predictions are rather dumb. So even though he looks at the markets, I don't believe he really tries to make price predictions, which is always a smart move. And general, just topics like this. So he really does go into um, a lot of different aspects. And most of the time of the show is not spent talking about price or number go up or number go down, which is uh, honestly the most boring things about the these stuff it's more about how how can this change the world what problems are these solving um what are the incentives of humans and how does this align with them not align with them those sorts of things i'm going to jump now onto his value for value implementation section and generally he he does i, I suppose what a lot of the other shows i've covered so uh, he has a, a boostergram section so he did find podcasting 2.0 and uh, i'll be playing a little section from that a little bit later. Uh, But he has a leaderboard somewhere. I I actually wasn't able to see that on his site. So um, viewing that, I suppose, in terms of me coming in and uh, me boosting, not knowing exactly where to to see that is, uh, I'd I'd say, a a slight detraction. It 
it definitely is better if you can have that more visible. And um, thankfully, there are some cool products coming out like Sat Earn um, and a connection with the uh, Albi wallet, which you can highlight these things, I suppose, a little bit more easily. Uh, but he does understand the numerology. He reads out the, the streaming amounts as well, which is possible. Uh, I haven't actually bothered to do that with any of my shows, but um, that is possible to do if you if you dive into the data, which I thought was cool. And he um, spends a little bit of time when he actually uh, responding to the boostergram. So I'm going to play a little bit of a, a section here, which was from the episode Bitcoin as a solution for climate change. And this was around about the 22-minute mark, and I might even jump a little bit within it as well because there's a couple of things I wanted to, to highlight. So next we're going to talk about support, and it's been a great week. I really appreciate the people who stepped up. I think a lot of this had to do with this being my one-year anniversary. Uh, so maybe just sticking around counts for something, but I really appreciate it. So we've got a few boosts here. Um, there was some streaming going on as well. Um, going back to Self Custody 101, um, the Mayor Mortals podcast um, had this to say. They sent a boost of 1,100 sats, so thank you very much. And it said, I think the most important part about self-custody is understanding responsibility and trust. Most people know that the cash in their wallet is their responsibility and that the money in their bank is by and large secured by their government in developed countries. But crypto exchanges and DeFi companies, um, leaving anything with them is like leaving your wallet with your friend's friend. <laughs> There's teensy reputational trust, but geez, that's not worth much. And I do agree with that. Maybe a little less about the security of your money in the bank. Hello, Cyprus. If you don't remember that, go look it up. But by and large, I certainly do agree with this, right? Um, I'm not too worried about the money in my credit union, my bank account. Um, I'm not worried about the money in my wallet. I know that it's my responsibility. Um, but the crypto exchanges, um, the DeFi companies like... <laughs> All this Terra Luna debacle, you know, I it's scary and and it is actually reputational in a sense. And a lot of these companies are losing their reputations right now because of their actions. So anyways, appreciate it again. Uh, thanks for the boost on it's a uh, dilemma, security, speed and decentralization. We had a couple of boosts, uh, three actually. Again, Mayor Morrill's podcast. Congrats on the first anniversary, mate. And he sent 2,200 sats uh, using Fountain. I don't know why it says using Fountain. I'm sure he did. I don't know why that was stuck in there. I've asked them actually um, to review the podcast for one of the podcasts that they do. I reached out to him uh, early in the week, and uh, so he's been very kind. He's listened to a couple of the episodes I think he's got some more to listen to, and he says uh, they'll be covering that in a few weeks. So I'm looking forward to that. Jenny Jam sent 1,980 sats. Uh, I did notice, actually, Jenny was up to second place on her leaderboard, by the way. Um, part of my export shows total sats per person. Not sure if that includes streaming. 
Uh, I think that's just Boost, actually. But uh, Jenny's been a regular and solid supporter of the podcast. I really appreciate that. And I believe this is supposed to be Jim Seifert. I hope I got that right. I'm just going by the handle here. So, Jim, I got your 33 sat boost. Uh, If that was from a No Agenda listener, and that's why it's 33, that's that's funny. I've never actually discussed that on this podcast, but uh, they consider that to be um, 33 is uh, like a magic number. It's uh, not really what they mean, but anyways, it's one of the numerology things they do. And then this is from a little bit later in the episode as well, right towards the end. GWC supports podcasting 2.0. It's a value for value podcast. Of course, we don't have any sponsors. We don't have any advertisers. You're never going to hear an ad on this. And I do not get sponsors, even though people reach out to me all the time. You can support the podcast in three ways, by time, talent, and treasure. If you want to support the podcast and have some time or talent, I could use some help with things like chapters for the podcast, transcripts, and probably a few other things. Treasures, exactly what it sounds like. If you find the content valuable, you can support the podcast by streaming sats from a Podcasting 2.0 app or sending support via PayPal to Macintosh at genwealthcrypto.com. You can get a Podcasting 2.0 app for the optimal listening experience and so you can stream or boost sats at newpodcastapps.com. Of course, I've been playing around for quite a while now with the Fountain app. I'm on the beta group for that. Um, They are innovating very rapidly. I really like what's going on with the podcasting 2.0 apps. Okay, quite a few things to highlight from there. So number one was you could see his pitch was pretty polished and on point. Definitely knew what he was going to say and had practiced that before. And what was encouraging was considering his as a crypto podcast was that he wasn't just highlighting the treasure part of the three T's, which would make absolute sense, but also was showing, okay, yeah, you know, there are time and talent and the he had a direct way that you could do it as well. This would be via chapters and transcripts, which is what he was looking for and, and doesn't have particularly the time or maybe even the talent neither to, to work on those. What was also cool was his recognition, I guess, of the overlap between what a crypto asset is trying to do and what podcasting 2.0 is trying to do. And there's very many similarities between the two. Both of them are concerned about decentralization of your podcasting medium. Uh, So this would be maybe the most free speech aspect and then your ability to transact financially. And this would be the, the crypto part of it and the mechanisms that you can do with this. There, there are quite a few overlaps between this and um, I might in future link to a talk that I'm going to do about the value for value model and its intersection with podcasting 2.0 and, and how there are so many similarities. So um, that might have to wait for till the, the next season, I guess. So with all that being said, there was another aspect there, which was getting us onto the something unique section and which was his 
I suppose, really strong stance on he would not be accepting uh, advertising nor sponsorships. He mentions this quite a few times before, and uh, in particular, if you're going to uh, an episode called Streaming Sats, Preparing for the Bear, uh, he had this one uh, little quote, which I loved, which is he finds it offensive, he finds advertising offensive, which is <laughs> so, so far up my alley. That is exactly how I feel. Uh, I, I, in the past, have used a, an analogy of imagine if you were riding a bus and the driver just stopped every now and then got up to the front and then started talking about a mattress or this cool new toothpaste that he's been using. And you would just go, what the fuck? I'm just trying to get from point A to B. I don't need this. Why, why is this being, why is this happening? That's exactly how I feel about advertising. But in particular, I'm, I'm going to play another section here, which was from an episode of his called the value for value model podcasting 2.0 and Oh, it's actually cut off this last little section here, so I um I can't see that. But this was from around the four minute thirty eight mark, uh, and the last was and crypto. Dang! <laughs> so this was from the four around the four minute thirty eight mark, and uh, just his uh, general thoughts on on um, this advertising and uh, his I suppose strong stance against why he in particular w- will not have advertising and sponsorships. The issue with both of those, advertising and sponsorships, uh, let's just camp out there for a second. When you have an advertiser or a sponsor, you also have expectations that that advertiser or sponsor has. They want you to bring a certain message. They want you to bring it in a certain manner. Um, They want a certain image. And if you do something... Uh, that doesn't fit the objectives of the advertiser, then you may find yourself without the advertiser. And a lot of people will say things like, well, I'm objective, or it doesn't matter who my advertiser is. I don't change, you know, what I say. Uh, I would say that maybe it's true, um, but maybe it's not. Even if it's subconscious. If somebody's paying me $10,000 to promote some token, do you think I'm going to be excited about that token? You darn tootin' I'm going to be excited about that token. You keep sending me $10,000 every time I I shill that token, and uh, I will absolutely be excited. I'll stand on my head. I'm so excited, (laughs) right? So, um, yeah, I think that changes perceptions. It, it, it can, I guess, depend on the subject. But speaking about crypto, with crypto, um, I think we have a journalistic responsibility. Does that make sense? I'm not a journalist, but and I have bias. And when I do, I when I know about a bias, I, I admit to that um, as part of, as part of my discussion. I don't want to hide that. I have a bias for Bitcoin and Ethereum, right? Um, I don't uh, spend a lot of time in NFTs because maybe I don't understand them as well as other people do. But uh, if I'm open about that, that's okay. If I hide that, well, then I'm not, I'm not portraying a true picture. And if I have a large audience and somebody's paying me, you know, again, $10,000 to shill some NFT, as an example, um, it probably wouldn't matter what my bias was, I'd be like, this is the best thing since peanut butter. So we had to be very careful about that. And I don't ever want to 
call people out about that or say that that's wrong, uh, that is up to the individual to decide. But I do think it's important that as a consumer of this information that we keep that in mind. That it is possible that advertising or sponsorship will change the way that, that somebody's viewing something. Darn tootin. Absolutely darn tootin. <laughs> so I, 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 this has somewhat inspired me because in my show, in particular the Mere Mortals podcast, whilst I talk about this, while I, whilst I have mentioned my dislike for advertising and sponsorship quite a few times before, I don't think I've really gotten into it deep enough and perhaps even often enough about why it is that the value for value model is so much better. Now, I think it is more the transparency more than anything else because, look, you're going to be influenced no matter what. Every every interaction you have is somewhat an influence and you can't you know, show all of these. If I was, I don't know, um, hurt by a guy wearing a, a Colgate shirt while, whilst we're on the topic of toothpaste. If I was hurt by a guy wearing a Colgate shirt, you know, maybe I would talk about badly about Colgate and there would be some negative memories uh, attached with that. And this could, you know, show up in some of my shows at some point. Now, do I have the ability to showcase every single interaction I've had like that in my life? Uh, no, no, that's not possible. So I could somewhat see if you were using advertisements and sponsorships and you perhaps do somewhat what you do with the value for value model, which is you list out every single one of them, maybe even how much they're paying, well, maybe even especially how much they're paying. So you can get a real feel for like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm getting 10,000 bucks from, from um, this, this brand. And uh, funnily enough, you know what? Like that, that, guy is, that guy's never really said anything bad about that brand before. Hmm, okay. Um, that, well, I guess it kind of makes sense. So I'd, I'd say it's just more the transparency aspect is, is what I uh, would, would highlight and what I, what I hope to highlight. And um, I'm going to be doing a full episode on this in, I believe, episode 332 of the Mere Mortals podcast about, about these sort of ethics and, and why I, I feel it's so important. But uh, I, I think it can be quite a draw for your own value for value show if you're, if you're you know, maybe finding that people aren't contributing as much, um, whether it be in time, talent or treasure, you know, all of them. If you can give them reasons for, for why they should contribute back, perhaps why your show is a little bit unique, why it is special and why you have this strong stance and why you need their help. Because if you do take advertising and sponsorships, it is going to um, become beholden on you and whether it be uh, in mentally front of mind or perhaps in your subconscious, like Macintosh mentioned, that you are going to say or not say things. And honestly, I would rather, you know, have that kind of decentralized out via a huge amount of people listening and supporting rather than on perhaps one or two big companies, which is tends to what happen, become what happens because uh, if not, then you have 15 minutes of ads, which, you know, some shows somehow manage to get away with. I, I honestly don't know how they do that. Uh, and, and still have an audience people, 
I don't know, maybe people like advertising, who knows. Um, but in any case, I think that can be a some drawer and uh, like a, a, a cool drawer and, and something unique that you can you can use and show on your shows. So just a little section there. And with all that being said, this is a value for value show that will never have sponsorships nor advertising. So uh, the way that you can support the show is by going and uh, sending me a boostergram. So to showcase that and to highlight that and to show you where my influences are coming from, we're now going to go onto the Boostergram Lounge. Welcome to the Value for Value Boostergram Lounge. And taking a page out of Macintosh's book, I'm actually going to do something I haven't done before, which is talking about streaming. So even though I haven't particularly um, mentioned this before, there are people who stream in all the time. And so I can see here, so Spencer from Curiocaster streamed in, you know, 4,680 sats. That's not nothing. Uh, Peter with 1,008. Mary Oscar for 924. Lyceum. So this is Martin Lindeskog from the Secular Foxhole podcast. Covered that before. Isatoshi with you was 64. Fifth Power Productions, 48. Rasta Calavera, uh, 42. And AXZWK, lovely name uh, with two. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. And then, uh, you know, my favorite section, the actual boostergrams. And so, uh, starting from just uh, not only smallest to biggest, but also first to first to last, we have uh, this is the future. And he says, Yes, this was on fire. Fire emoji, three exclamation marks. Thank you very much, my friend. And I have seen you popping up uh, many times before, so I do appreciate your support. We've got Abel Kirby, and this was through Curiocaster. The last one was through Fountain. He says, Kyron, thanks for the continued coverage. Uh, that was because I covered Abelcraft and the very cool things that they're doing with uh, decentralized music. Definitely recommend checking out either Abelcraft or their album, which was called um, Stay A While by Abel and the Wolf. Definitely do that. And then Peter, who comes in, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Abel Kirby was 4,839. And then Peter with a big 13,750. Thank you, my friends, uh, the, the very generous and lovely Peter. He says, love season two, Chiron. Go ahead and take a well-deserved extended break. And if season three eventually comes together, you'll definitely have at least one listener. Smiley face. Uh, thanks so much, Peter. I, re- I really do appreciate your support, man. And um, it, it does does make a big difference having all of these come in. And, um, you know, it's it's... So gratifying to have found a value for value model. Um, I remember when I first really came across it, I, I had sleepless nights. I was, I was just thinking about it. I, my mind was racing. I, it, it would take, I'd, I'd just think about value for value for half an hour. And that's probably one of the first times in my life that's actually happened, to be honest, that, that some, an idea has captured me so greatly. Uh, you know, I love podcasting 2.0. I love the the ability for chapters and extending RSS and all of those things. But I, I think it's the value for value model, which is which has really captured me, and hence why I created a whole damn show on it. So, with that being said, my little value for value ask for this week, and um, maybe even just a, a section on the the news is well, not only uh, even though I said it right at the start, I have somewhat neglected the aspect of why. Uh, I appreciate these value coming through in sats. And uh, I definitely would say, you know, check out Generational Wealth with Cryptocurrency. I've I found it a a good show. Uh, if it was a show all about price pumping and action and, uh, you know, the market dynamics and that sort of thing, I, I definitely wouldn't be interested in it. Um, but 
I did, you know, he, he's, he's bang on with the fundamentals. Um, and uh, I, I, I can definitely say that you will learn some things about Bitcoin if you are a beginner. And thankfully, this is a beginner show. So definitely that. The other portion I just want to mention, and I mentioned this last week, was I'm going to be wrapping up season two. Uh, uh, many, many reasons for this. One is uh, I just want to create some more time for myself. Um, and uh, I feel like I'm, I'm sort of coming towards the end of this. It feels like a natural draw towards the end. Um, I definitely have some ideas for a season three, such as uh, highlighting particular aspects of the podcasting 2.0. So new namespace things, how you can use the new tags as a podcaster, uh, probably still doing highlighting of, of shows, but maybe not as in-depth as, as I have done for this last se- season two. Uh, but I'm, I'm always open to suggestions as well. And um, this podcast will remain online. So I'll, I'll definitely be taking a couple of months break. Um, not exactly for sure how long, but um, I will make sure to. Well, you'll just have to uh, follow the mere mortals, and you'll you'll know then when I'm I'm starting up season two because that show will not be stopping. And yeah, that that'll be just my request, I suppose. Uh, if you could, uh, you know, one of the reasons I do for this show is somewhat as a feeder show for the mere mortals. So if you like the ideas that I talk about, if you like how, I don't know, just my, my general voice and the things I think about, if you find any of these interesting, um, you'll get plenty more of that over on the, the Mere Mortals podcast and to a certain extent, the Mere Mortals book reviews as well, because those both of those feed into each other and um, play off of each other. And I really do hope you've been having a, a fantastic day wherever you are in the world, stacking those sats and uh, creating some wealth through... through uh, one cryptocurrency, the rest are crypto assets. That's, that's how I always view it. And yeah, I really do hope you're, you're doing well. And um, until the, I'll do one more episode. So the last announcement here, the, the final episode for season two will be next week. And then I'll be going on a break. So until next week, my friends, my dear crypto, uh, <laughs> crypto friends across the world, uh, I really do appreciate your support. And um, I hope you're having a fantastic day. Finish it off, Karen. Come on. (laughs) 